1: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, I'm your host Benjamin Shapiro and today we're going to discuss automation and MarTech tools. Joining us is Itekin Tank who is the founder and CEO of JotForm, which is a leading SaaS online forms company. Itekken is a Wall Street. Itekin is also a Wall Street Journal bestselling author who has grown JotForm to be used by 20 million customers, and they have over 500 employees without a dime of funding. He's also the author of Automate Your Busy Work, which tells you how to do less, achieve more, and save your brain for the big stuff. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, JotForm is also a sponsor of the Martech Podcast. And today, Itekken and I are going to discuss the process of automating your busy work, all right, here's the first part of my conversation with iTech and Tank, the founder and CEO of Jotform and the author of Automate Your Busy Work. I, Tech, and welcome to the MarTech podcast. Hello,
2: Ben. Great to be on your show.
1: Very excited to have you here. First and foremost, let me say thank you to your company, JotForm. Not only have we been users of JotForm throughout the history of our company, you are also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, so I appreciate your support and I'm excited to have you here to talk a little bit about your company, your book, and what marketers can do to be more efficient. Let's start off at the top. You wrote the book, Automating Your Busy Work, Do Less, Achieve More, and Save Your Brain for the Big Stuff. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy on the process of automating your busy work.
2: Let me start with my story. So when I started JotForm, it was a long time ago, like 17 years ago. And I started JotForm to help people automate their forms, automate their marketing, automate collecting data from their users. And things were actually going well in the beginning, in the first years. A few years into JotForm and I had like five employees. We were growing, things were going well, but I had a problem of busy work. And I'm a product guy before JotForm. I was a developer working for a media company and I really enjoyed building JotForm. But now at this point, I was actually spent all my time with the busy work in emails, in accounting, legal HR and doing all those things. And I didn't have time to actually grow my product, market my product, improve my product. And right at this moment, something else happened. Google actually came out with a competing product. Google Forms came out and I decided that was a turning moment for me. Like I had to make a change. And I started automating everything. I started with automating my emails. The way I processed my emails, I was spending like at least six hours a day with my emails. I was able to reduce that to two hours. And that really helped me have time to work on the important things, which is improving my product, growing my product, marketing my product. And I was able to do that. And because of that, today, JotForm is a successful company. And also in our company, we really believe in automating things for our users. Many things for marketing start with a form, right? People fill out a lead generation form, people fill out a sign-up form, they sign up for an event, they fill a survey. And then after that, there are many steps that are happening. Like there's a there's a process happening there. And we try to help people help with that journey. Like the journey starts with a form, but there are approvals, there's the data collection, there's the contact and the customer. There are many things happening. So we try to help people with all steps. And after helping so many customers with automating things, and after myself solving my problems with automation, that I decided to write the book, Automate Your Busy Work. And it became a Wall Street Journal bestseller. And in the book, I help people find ways to automate their businesses, find ways to automate their marketing so that they can actually spend their time on the most important stuff as opposed to the busy work.
1: My second what I hear from you is a automation goes without saying helps you do more helps you be more efficient and prioritize on the things that you want what are the questions that you should ask yourself when you're trying to figure out what to automate
2: i ask people to ask themselves two questions what should i spend my time on and what shouldn't i spend my time on and the second question is more important so one of the tools that i describe in the book is something that i call the time audit so basically for a week, you make a note of everything you do every hour and you collect this data on a spreadsheet for a week and then you total them up. And now you can see actually how you are spending your time during the week. And when you ask yourself this question, like, what should I spend my time on and what shouldn't I spend my time on? You will be able to categorize the things that you do into these two categories and the things that really excite you, you know, working on something creative, working on something that really grows your company, your marketing, the things that can really take you to the next level, like that can actually change the future as opposed to the things that are not really important and the things that you care about, the more important things that you want to actually keep those things. You don't want to automate those things. But the things that are really taking your time, and they are not just taking your time, they are taking your opportunities, they are taking your energy, they are taking your time. So you want to get rid of them. And the best way to do that is automation. And I describe a framework in the book that I call the automation flywheel. And there are like three stages in this flywheel. Divide and conquer, design and implement, and refine and iterate. Let me jump in here to make sure I get that right. Divide and conquer. What was number two? Design and implement. Refine and iterate. All right. So let's break those
1: steps down one at a time. Divide and conquer. How are you figuring out the problems?
2: So you do the time audit. You find out your workflows you have currently. You figure out how you spend your time. So you want to understand what you want to automate and what you want to actually spend more time on. That's the first step. So you understand your workflows. On the second step, on the design and implement stage, you're making time to save time. Basically a day of automations can save you a year of work. If you take the time to research available automation tools, like if you go to a website like g2.com, when you look at all these marketing products that are available that you can use to do many things, like let's say you're keeping track of all the news about your company, like you are doing it on a spreadsheet, it's taking you every day, like you spend half an hour with that maybe. There are actual tools for that you can actually use instead of doing it manually. So when you go to a website like g2.com or when you research on the web, or sometimes it's just the tools you already use has so many automation features you are not aware. If you take the time to learn them, you can actually find ways to optimize the streamline the way you work. So you design and implement these automations. And basically what you are trying to do is you're trying to build your system that can work on autopilot. And that's the last step. You build, refine, and iterate your systems. And you do this gradually. You don't want to just try to automate everything at once. You pick something that is not really important. There is a great quote by Eisenhower. He says, I have two kinds of problems, important and urgent. The urgent ones are always feel like important. And Stephen Covey actually came up with the Eisenhower matrix, where you have the importance and urgency in a matrix. And basically, what you want to do is you want to actually spend your time on the quadrants where things don't seem like they're urgent, but they're important. So there are things that are really important, but we never have time for them. We always say, "Okay, later and later becomes never. So in our lives, for example, if you're not going to the gym, it's very easy to say, "Okay, I will go next week and next week become next month and you never go. Right. But there are things like the notifications you receive, the alerts you receive on your phone. The messages you receive, the emails you receive, they feel like they're urgent, but they are not really important. So you want to reduce them as much as possible so that you can spend more of your time on the important things.
1: There's the dopamine hit that you get from checking your email and seeing that there's something new and somebody has a request for your attention. And it can be addictive. I worked for an email productivity company as the head of marketing for a while. It was an app called Handle that no longer exists. But there was a very clear process and a philosophy for that company about how you should handle email. And it was, you shouldn't be tied to your inbox. You shouldn't be sitting, working with your inbox open all day long. You don't need real-time communication through your inbox. It's meant to be a asynchronous form of communication. And we've gone away from using email as this way to send someone a message that they can respond to all of their messages at once to you're constantly getting distracted from the work you need to do to get your email done. That said, I'm going to close my inbox now while we have the rest of this conversation because I'm a victim of it too. I just sit here with my inbox and my calendar open waiting for stuff to pop up. Now, getting away from that addiction to email and being responsive is something that can be very hard. When you think about automating the process of busy work, email is generally the first culprit, the thing that just keeps you busy, but doesn't keep you focusing on the deep work. What's the process? And specifically, you mentioned you automated away four hours of email processing per week. What are some of the ways that when you highlight, all right, here is what is distracting me, you automate the process. What did you do with your inbox to streamline the amount of time you were spending in it?
2: I think that's a great story because I actually looked for the email productivity tools for a long time to try to really optimize my inbox. I tried like inbox zero, nothing was working. The solution I wanted to find was instead of seeing my emails by date and time, I wanted to actually see my emails by priority. So the top email is like the highest priority email that I should respond. And the bottom email is like the spam that I shouldn't even read. And I should try to find a product like that. I think I tried like 10 different products and nothing really worked. And you actually mentioned that you were also working on an email productivity app. So I tried all these things. And then I thought to myself, hey, Gmail actually has this feature. So I can actually implement this on Gmail. So what I did was Mm -hmm. Gmail actually has these features called filters and labels. So what I did was I created these labels, level one, level two, level three, basically, I try to put emails into different baskets, like different by priority. So level one is the highest priority. If our head of HR emails me directly, it's probably something important. So it goes to level one. So my publisher for the book is Wiley. If someone from Wiley emails me, that goes to level one. So I want to respond to them very quickly. Level two is more like if someone directly emails me. And level three is more for like uh, threats that involve other people, like newsletters, setters, threads where I'm in the CC, and it goes like this. I never go to my inbox. What I do is on my browser, I have these bookmarks, and the bookmark directly takes me level one. So when I make sure I never check my emails in the morning, so morning is for the deep work. So until noon, I don't check my emails. I don't check my notifications. I don't check my phone. So it's until noon, I'm just working on the deep work. And when it's noon, when I want to check my emails, what I do is I will actually go to my browser and I will click on the L1 bookmark and I will just see the top most important emails. Or when I'm between meetings, like if between two meetings, I have like 50 minutes, I will just go and check my level one emails. This way, it's like I was receiving hundreds of emails every day and still today. And I read somewhere that an average office worker actually receives 175 emails a day. So when you start spending so much time in the emails, even if you try to do inbox zero, it doesn't work. Like it's just now you're spending all your time like cleaning all these emails. But when you prioritize them, it's just easier to make sure that you're always on top of the high priority emails and the low priority emails. You can just spend a few hours a week, just clean them up very quickly because you know that they are not important. You don't even have to sometimes read them. You can just do select all and then. Just quickly scan the emails and then make sure that you don't miss anything. But other than that, you can archive them and keep your inbox clean. And this solution really worked for me. It still works for me being on top of things and feeling relaxed that I'm not missing anything so that I can actually spend my time. Like every morning when I sit in front of my computer, I will actually just ask myself, what's the most important thing I can work on? And sometimes I cannot answer that. I start journaling. Like I just write down whatever comes to my mind. Like just keep writing. And on the third paragraph, I'm gonna start thinking like something actually comes to me like, okay, here is the most important thing I should be working on. And the next two hours I actually spend my time on. It could be like a chapter in the book, it could be a strategy for my business. So whatever deep work I want to work on, it could be something I want to learn so that I can do something, right? Sometimes you cannot do things right away. You want to first spend the time, read a book, watch a YouTube video, or like do a training so that you are ready to do something. So whatever is important, whatever important deep work I need to do, I actually spare my morning for that. And I only check things that seem like urgent so that I can process my emails, notifications and all the other things.
1: Everyone has their own email system. It's one thing I learned working at Handle, the productivity, email productivity app. The takeaways that I had from my research working in automation and productivity are there's a couple different stages that everyone goes through. And you've automated the process of doing the first, which is triage. Going through and figuring out what is relevant, what needs to be responded to, what is junk, what is urgent, what is immediate. Once you have that, there's some things that you can quickly respond to and get out of the way and just kind of part of the triage process, quick response. Things that need time, effort, and thought, you then, once you've gone through the triage process, start to figure out a time when you're going to do that and you start blocking off the way that you respond. You've done this and you realize that your deep work time is early in the morning. Mine happens to be late afternoon. So I tend to respond to my emails earlier in the morning and we're kind of the opposite in that way. And that's okay. Everybody has their own philosophy. Everybody's brains works different ways. But once you've blocked off time to then get your work done, you can close your inbox knowing that there is a time that you're going to get done and respond to the things that need to be done so you can figure out when you can Work on building that product, when you can put together your go-to-market strategy, when you need to get back to your CEO, because he's asking about your growth plan for 2024. There's all sorts of different times that you have to figure out when you're going to do each task, and that's part of the automation process. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with iTech and Tank, the founder and CEO of JotForm. Join us again tomorrow when iTekken and I continue our conversation talking about using MarTech tools for deep thought work. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about iTekin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can reach out to him on Twitter. His handle is Tank. That's A-Y-T-E-K-I-N-T-A-N-K. Or you can visit his company's form, which is jotform.com. You can also find the first chapter of iTekin's book, Automate Your Busy Work, for free on his website, which is iTekinTank.com. Again, that's A-Y-T-E-K-I-N-T-A-N-K.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even apply to be the next guest speaker on the Martech podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. -J B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed,